Hello, I'm Bruce Sinclair and welcome to this podcast from Jordan Hill Parish Church, during which we will share in reading, reflection and prayer for Sunday the 19th of September. Today our reader is Hazel Watson and our hymns are sung by the Dunblane Cathedral Choir and the Scottish Festival Singers, led by Ian McCrory. Each Sunday our services are recorded online by video and podcast and our Sunday service is at 10.30 in Jordan Hill Parish Church and all are welcome to come and join us. The God of heaven has made a home on earth. Christ dwells among us and is one with us. The highest in all creation lives among the least. Christ journeys with the rejected and welcomes the weary. Come now all who thirst and drink the water of life. Come now all who hunger and be filled with good things. Come now all who seek and be warmed by the fire of love. Let us worship God. Thank you. 
This morning's reading is taken from the Gospel according to St Mark. Mark chapter 9, reading verses 30 to 37. Jesus predicts his death a second time. They left that place and passed through Galilee. Jesus did not want anyone to know where they were going because he was teaching his disciples. He said to them, The Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men. They will kill him, and after three days he will rise. But they did not understand what he meant, and were afraid to ask him about it. They came to Capernaum. When he was in the house, he asked them, What were you arguing about on the road? But they kept quiet, because on the way they had argued about who was the greatest. Sitting down, Jesus called the twelve and said, Anyone who wants to be first must be the very last and the servant of all. He took a little child whom he placed among them. Taking the child in his arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me does not welcome me, but the one who sent me. Amen. Thanks be to God for the reading of this holy word. I forget which comedy jewel wrote the sketch about the two overly apologetic gentlemen who tried to get through the doorway at the same time. They both approach the doorway and both stand back with a genteel manner, ushering for the other to go through first. After you, said the first gentleman. Oh, I couldn't possibly. After you, said the second gentleman. Oh, very kind of you, but I couldn't. After you, I must insist. The trading of manners persists until at last both of them give in and collide together as they both make to go through the doorway together. Is it better to go first or to come last and take the less privileged role? For some, modern culture reflects that old adage if you are not fast, then you are last. It's reflected in consumerism, in business, cultural trends, even the last piece of cake on the table, and permeates life unless the cycle is purposely interrupted. Fear lies at the heart of the issue, the fear of being not good enough, the fear of being not modern enough the fear of being left behind. And that same fear can lead to anxiety and a perpetual cycle of trying to achieve and attain the greatest rewards for fear of being left behind and last. Finding a balance of faith and fear is part of the focus in today's Gospel reading. Throughout Mark's Gospel, the disciples, called and commissioned by Jesus, 
given special instructions by him, privileged to be with him in the highs and lows of his ministry, nevertheless get a bad press. They say the inappropriate things. They keep children away from Jesus. They wonder about who is going to be the most important in God's kingdom and have the seats of honour. They are anxious when they should be sleeping and sleep when they should be anxious. Continually, they misunderstand what Jesus is teaching and doing. And Jesus keeps asking of them, do you understand yet? I wonder to what extent the disciples are mirrors for followers of Jesus throughout the ages, including today. Our slowness to get to the point about what Jesus is about, our persistence in setting our minds on human things instead of trying to work through what God means and God wants us to do. If we become discouraged by seeing our thoughts and actions and lack of understanding reflected in the story of the disciples, let us take heart. Jesus got to them in the end and gave them new things to do. Jesus tried to tell them, to show them and model for them what he had come to do and what his teaching meant. Sometimes they'd get close to it, and at other times he was met with blank looks and silence. Maybe they really didn't get it. What Jesus meant about what it was going to take to be one of his followers, and what being faithful to God was going to mean for him, a cross, death, and rising from the dead. Maybe the disciples' stubborn silence was that they maybe had more of an idea than they were letting on, but simply just didn't want to know because they'd already had an inkling about what it was going to mean to be a follower of Jesus, believing that he would be brought to a cross and die, and then something else that they really couldn't get their minds around, rising from the dead. And after all, who could blame them? So Jesus does something else. They were back in Capernaum, by the shores of Galilee, the hometown of Peter and Andrew, James and John. And you can still see today what is claimed to be Peter's house on that ancient site, and the synagogue too, where Jesus preached and worshipped. And gathering his followers around him, Jesus spots, perhaps playing nearby, perhaps what was going on from the edge of the crowd a child. He calls the little child into the circle where the disciples were sitting or standing and Jesus puts his arm around the child's shoulders. Children of course in Jewish society, though deeply loved by their families, were the lowly list of the low. They had no status and no position. They were utterly dependent on adults to look after them and to care for them. And Jesus says to his followers, accept little ones like this, vulnerable, uncertain, needy, dependent. Care for little ones like this and you will show that you care for me. Care about little ones like this and you'll show by your actions that you also care about God. The disciples may not have understood the teaching about suffering and dying and resurrection. It's not easy. 
it still leaves us wondering today and grappling with meaning. But would the disciples and the people who first read Mark's gospel have understood the connection between caring for the vulnerable and the needy and the dependent as a sign of what it was they believed and who it was they believed in? I think maybe, just maybe, they might have. And so rather than preaching a sermon, explaining the theology and outlining the need to believe in so many challenging things, Jesus tries a different tack. Not that we have to become like children and childish in our faith, but that we are to care for the vulnerable and the needy, the people on the edges and who struggle at different times and in different ways to cope. Maybe not always in need, but sometimes. And we are called to help. Today there are no shortages of places for us to look and see the vulnerable and the, need, the needy. Access to health care and vaccinations across the world. Countries where first vaccinations are few and far between. Places where malnutrition and drought place lives at risk. The pressing need to take climate change seriously, risking the lives of the poorest in the world. What we say, think or do directly affects our neighbours and we are intimately connected to each and every one. And we also have the resources to help one another. First century Capernaum, with the disciples gathered all around, Jesus puts his arm around a child's shoulder, a vulnerable, totally dependent, needy child, showing what it meant to accept, welcome, care and love. And looking at his disciples, even though he didn't see it, his eyes read, do you understand now? Two thousand years later, we are here as Christians, because they did. 2,000 years from now, will there be Christians because we understood too and did something about what we believed? I'm sure there will be. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly, loving Lord, from the margins you came and crept into our lives, you disturbed the disciples as they argued and they questioned. You gently redirected them and you guide us too to think not just of ourselves, but those in the world on the margins. You help us to see what the passing world does not and call us to pray for its peace and its unity. Lord, be with those who are not seen or heard in our world because of their gender or age, their caste or their race, their poverty or their history or their background. Open our eyes and ears to hear and see all people as you do. Loving God, through Jesus you invite us to welcome those who in whatever way are seen as on the margins. We pray for those pushed to the edges of the world where hunger and poverty, malnutrition and drought live so closely together. For those places without adequate health care, 
where vaccinations are hard to come by, and health and care facilities are so overwhelmed by need. Teacher God, be with us all as we struggle to make sense of the world and your word, as your church, in our communities, as your disciples, help us to understand. Broaden our horizons so that we can encompass all understanding and still remain keen to ask questions that break barriers and build bridges. Broaden our shoulders to carry our concerns and remember those who dwell in our thoughts this day too. Still our minds and our hearts to always trust in you. And so as your disciples, we pray together saying, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. And now let us go out into the world, renewed in hope, in faith, in purpose, and filled with the love of Christ our Lord. 
Thank you for joining with me for this time of worship today as we have thought about the least and the greatest of the world. And now the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be with you and all those you love this day and every day. Amen.